0: To Gems Podcast. I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Shira Ali. And here's a bit about Shira, y'all. She is is the founder of REI Sheiks and a sought after trainer for property managers. Shira uses her two decades of experience managing multifamily and commercial assets to providing training and consulting services for new and struggling landlords. As a real estate investor who self-manages her and her family's real estate portfolio, she understands landlord struggles firsthand. In addition to Shira's numerous years of experience, she holds a Virginia salesperson's license, is a certified property manager, CPM, and has several other prominent real estate designations. When Shira isn't talking about real estate, she enjoys spending time with her daughter and fiance. And without further ado, please welcome Shira Ali
1: to JEMS Podcast. Dennis says thank you I'm happy to be here.
0: My pleasure Shira and before we dive into learning more about your background and what led you into the real estate place I definitely want to break the ice or play a rapid fire game but the choice is yours. Would you like to play a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice up front?
1: Okay let's just break the ice let's break the ice.
0: We're breaking (laughs) the ice. (laughs) with Shira. So share something crazy that you've done in your life or a fun, but interesting fact about yourself.
1: Okay. So I'm going to share the fun, the fun, fact because I haven't done anything that crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't, but the fun, a fun fact about me, you know, it's kind of small, but I am a super, super Uber dog lover. Okay. I love, absolutely love, so much to the point, like when I was younger, I told my parents I was never, I was not having human children. I was just going to have dogs. (laughs) I didn't want it, right? And life is funny because you mentioned I have a daughter and I have, I don't have a dog in my home. But I found a workaround. There's an organization that's local that allows you to take dogs out for a day. It's called Dog Ventures. So you can take them out for a day and then bring them back. So I found a workaround for that.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. So you could just yeah. take them out for a day without yeah. any responsibilities of having them long term, love yeah. on them and give them back.
1: Yes. Isn't that nice? Yes. That is yeah. super cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe something you maybe you have something like that in your community. But uh, my daughter actually found it for us. And it's just great. I love like spoiling dogs and taking them get, to get ice cream and puppuccinos and all that stuff. So, How old is your daughter, Shira? Oh my gosh, you're dating me. Um, She's 18. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. She's 18. She's 18. Um, graduating this year. Just a lot of big things happening. All that, you know, that senior year and all of that going on. Um, getting ready for college and, you know, yeah.
0: Super exciting though, like college and, yeah. you know,
1: prom and
0: senioritis and all the other things there. Because I was going to say, well, maybe you could get a dog and that could be your daughter's responsibility to watch the dog.
1: No, no. those days have passed. <laughs> Anything I get now is going to be on me. So, yeah.
0: Oh man. So let's jump into your back end story, Shira. Because I don't know that much about you, and neither does the audience. So I wanna know what made you get into real estate, but obviously there were other things that you've tried in your life before you tapped into the real estate space. So maybe talk about your childhood and your adolescence, and if that had an impact on you going into the real estate market.
1: It absolutely did. Um, It's funny that you asked that because my parents were investors before I even knew what investors were. Um, They purchased, I'm originally from New York. They they had properties in New Jersey. And I remember just taking those trips on the weekends to New Jersey and having to, um, you know, play outside or paint or clean or do things like that. I had no idea what that was all about um but um and it gave me I guess those things planted inside of me gave me that like spark I remember this was before you had like a GPS you remember when your mom had to pull out a map right and she pulled out her map and my mom she was a map expert she can read a map I I, I'm embarrassed to say I couldn't get us from here to there with a map right now but she could read that map and we would go around and look at um She just had her notebook, her pen, she would write down addresses, we would go back, you know, look them up. I don't even know how she looked up the information at this point, because this was really before you had the Internet was that popular. So I don't know how she did it, but she found these ways and she purchased properties. And I'm going to say this. My mom is, I mean, she's such. When, when you ask this, is bring this up all these things. My mom is such a great, she purchased all of these properties cash. Cash. To this day, my mom lives in a way that um, her house is paid for, her car is 100% paid for, um, and she's lived like this through her life. So, um, great inspiration for me. Mm-hmm
0: over here like cheesing i'm like wow because that is excellence right there and just to be financially free with no strings Mm -hmm. attached like i want to know what is your mom's secret sauce
1: (laughs) let me tell you she just says it's not hard she says don't buy things you can't afford that's what she said it's not hard we can all do this and i'm going to tell you my mom did not make a lot of money my mom worked for the post office she did not make a lot of money. I made, I can't even tell you, five, six, seven times more than my mom made. And she was able to do that and look at what she's created and built and a legacy that she's leaving. So it inspired me. I said, I have to step up and make sure I can do the same for you know my daughter. That is
0: amazing. So just seeing your mother didn't make nearly as much as you Mm -hmm. but she had that financial freedom and also that's generational wealth right there because Mm -hmm. she has multiple assets and then she's a building a foundation and building that foundation left not only an imprint but it impacted the way you thought and the way you moved through life was your dad doing it um in parallel with your mom, or was your mom the sole person going out and looking at the properties and et cetera? Even though they went together,
1: yeah. So they, she was really the driving force. My dad did it, but he did it uh, at my my mom was le- you know the lead in all of that. My my dad made more than my mom did, but she she's amassed well more you know way more than my dad was able to. And, and they've separated, but. She has been able to do that. She's a very, when I think about it, and I look to a lot of external people in my life to say, oh, I want to be like this person. But you know, really all along, I had someone in my life. Um, now that I'm older, I realize I had someone right there that, you know, kind of gave me that roadmap.
0: So, based on the roadmap that you got from your mom, was there any challenges that you faced whenever you started doing it on your own? And how have those challenges or challenge um, helped you develop personally and professionally?
1: Um, so I, I will say that when I first started, like went out to purchase my first property, it took me years to get there. You know, it took me years. I looked at properties for about seven, eight years, just having this kind of dream of doing this, being wanting to be this real estate investor. It was on my vision board, <clears throat> excuse me. It was on my vision board, and it's just I just um, so the challenge really for me was I guess I would have to say it's it was self inflicted it was my own discipline if if that makes sense it was really my own discipline because nothing really stopped me other than making sure I had the capital to to do it and why didn't I have the capital to do it um, because maybe I was buying things maybe I shouldn't have been buying and doing those type of things so maybe that's why but. Eventually I buckled down and I said, this is what you want to do. I went on a very, very, very strict budget with myself and I was able to, you know, to start to build and yeah, here I am now doing it.
0: That is amazing. And it's so important to think about the challenges that we face in our life and how we learn from those challenges, but Mm -hmm. how we also grow and mature because there's personal growth in that maturity, and there's also professional growth. And -hmm. sometimes if you never really address those challenges, you never can track your metrics and how far you've come to celebrate those small as well as big wins. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening, um, Shira, what are some myths about getting into property management? Management Because everyone has their own opinion until they're actually in it doing the grunt work.
1: So a lot of people, there's just, um, there's just not enough information and education out there about property management. Um, a lot of people don't even know that it is such a, it's a very lucrative career field. Um, A lot of people, when you think of property management, you just think of, oh, they collect rent, they fix toilets, they, you know, deal with those things. And that's really, um, that's really um, one of the things that I think more education needs to be put out there. So for me, I, um, I, as you mentioned, I have several designations and one of the institutes that I got my designations from, I received my designation from, They have a program, a referral program that educates young people on a career in property management and real estate. So my daughter just completed that program a few weeks ago. So I'm very excited about that. I'm proud because I really think it's it's something that once you get in it, it, there's something for everyone. If you like accounting, there's accounting you, you have time to spend with, you know, numbers. If you like legal law, if you're interested in that, you have that opportunity as well. If you love dealing with people, you have many opportunities for that as well. So it's not, it's really just not being reactive and repairing things. It's really more about um, being solution driven. It's about, um, you know, building and creating value in that asset. It's not just fixing things. And get, collecting rent, you know? So I think those are the myths. I, I, I knew, I'm sure you probably have heard those things as well. That, you know, what do they do? What do property managers do? They, good ones do more than you think they do.
0: Absolutely. Because I feel like there's a lot of diversity involved in the property management space because not only do you need to make sure your tenants are okay, not only do you need to fix things. But it comes with legal aspects, okay, are you handling the legal aspects, then it comes to how am I scaling effectively because some property managers don't just have one property but they have several other properties that they're managing and each property has their own unique characteristics that come in involved in that. Also, making sure you're training because rules and regulations, make sure that you're compliant and et cetera. There's so many things that go involved in property management. And when I was naive and a little bit younger than I am now, uh, whenever I would see like apartment complexes, I just said, oh, the property manager just handles complaints when they come in. But they do so much more than that.
1: Yeah. And really managing the finances, budgeting for those. And people don't even realize. So when you think about property management, you think about just homes, right? Or think about any place that you love to go to, the mall, your favorite mall, if you have a favorite mall anymore, but <laughs> your favorite may be, um, even if it's just an outdoor retail, amusement parks, think about the banks, think about all of these places, DMV, all of these places are managed by property managers, <laughs> you know? So it's really deeper than just, you know, um, multifamily.
0: So what is the area, But um, well, no, what is the difference between the various areas of property managers? Because managing a home is different than managing a commercial, commercial real estate and et cetera. And there's different things that
1: go involved in into it because the rules are different. Absolutely. So I started in multifamily and it was, you have to deal with landlord tenant law and fair housing law and because you're providing um, homes to people but when you're dealing with commercial assets uh, retail or office or industrial there there are totally different rules for that and each state has their their own um, there's also asset management that's different than property management <clears throat> there are people who just handle on um, project management that's a part of property management because when you have a tenant, uh, let's say a large tenant, like a Amazon is coming in, there's a, pro- there's a project management process maybe to maybe do the, the upfit for that, that tenant. So there's so many different aspects of it um, that are involved. And if you are interested in property management, definitely re- do the research and look and see there, I'm sure there's something for you there. Um, there's a piece of it for you there, yeah.
0: Okay. I like that because I want it to be a space where everyone feels like they could get into property management, like they can learn and they can grow, whether you're starting off with single family, multifamily, and then branching over into commercial real estate when the time is right. So what are some tips for anyone that is interested in getting into the property management space, but maybe they have some negative paradigms that are holding them back. Like, I don't have enough capital. I don't know enough about the the subject matter. What about if I fail? Or all of those um, things that pop up in our head that could distract and derail us from really stepping into an area where we could truly blossom and build that generational wealth for ourselves without worrying about capping out our salary.
1: So- Yeah, I love this question because my mission, okay, my mission, my mission for my company is really to diversify and change the way generational wealth is built through real estate. So for me, I would love to see more. I, this is, I'm going to just tell you this. I don't want to get off track, but I have to tell you this. When being in property management for 20 years, right, multifamily, commercial, all of this, do I sat one day and I realized that out of all the years that I was in property management, I had never managed or come to an interview um, and looked at someone that looked like you across the table to say, hey, um, I, would like, I would like to interview your firm to manage my asset. I've never had anyone of color, female, in that position. And that sat with me. So I would really like, I think the, um, the key there is the education Right. If that's something that you want to do, educate yourself on the process. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean um, you can do on like in the field education, maybe try to connect with another investor that may need help. If you want to start from the ground up and you want to go through start in property management, maybe that's, you know, getting an entry level job in property management. Um, Start going to networking events where property managers or real estate professionals are. Like That's where you need to start going into those like watering holes, as they say, and really just start connecting with people. There's no reason that you can't connect with someone today, right? You have the internet. There's so many groups. You can go on meetup groups. I've been to several of those meetup groups where you just go in on a Saturday and you just connect with other people, whether they're agents or their wholesaling properties or their whatever they're doing There's so many avenues that you can use to get into it and just let people know that um, when you let people know this is what I found when you let people know that you're interested in something and you, you you're not going to them say hey can you mentor me but you let them know that you're interested they see your drive they're going to want to help pull you up that's what I found in my career I've been lucky but I've had, you know, I've found great mentors to help me and to, um, you know, to kind of give me that roadmap again and just tell me, hey, just follow behind me, you know, and I can show you what I'm doing. And then you can, you may find someone else that you can work with and then you group them all together and you have all this good information. So that's, yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Does that?
0: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely makes sense because, Um, That's kind of similar of what I did with my background's oil and gas. So I was 12 years in oil and gas, 15 in corporate. And whenever I started at the bottom with my first career, I was an imaging clerk, but I saw myself more than an imaging clerk. So I began to network internally within the company and ask those right questions and find my own advocates and mentors. And I feel like when you're hungry enough to go out Mm -hmm. there things will gravitate to you because you're not just sitting there waiting for things to come come to you. And the same applies in any industry. For example, real estate, just having this conversation with you and just asking these questions, because these are questions that other people may have, but they don't know who to go to to find Mm -hmm. that credible information. And there's so many things in the real estate space. There's turnkey providers. There are short short sales there's foreclosures there's wholesales there's um kind of like crowdfunding where you could kind of partner up with different people to buy a property if you don't have all the capital up front there's so many different avenues of getting into the real estate space but making sure that you do your due diligence and research who you're partnering with What's the value that that you're adding? How are they adding value to you? Do you all have the same mindset? What are the finances like? And so many things like that go involved into that. So, do you want to highlight any of those um,
1: things that I mentioned, Shira? So, I did want to add on something. Um, You mentioned there's so many, like you mentioned, there's so many different areas. But the key people, I think we just, you know, we get um, kind of ahead of ourselves sometimes we are not patient enough and we really don't do the education like educate ourselves that I have to go circle back to this because that's where I see a lot of people struggle and then set themselves back I've seen it happen even on the commercial side with even like office buildings that you would think like wow this person should if they're here right and they can afford to purchase this that they should know what they're doing not necessarily and I've seen people lose properties because of that because they really didn't know what they're doing so when you go into that you mentioned turnkey you go into this and you, you, these companies, they focus on, oh, we can find a property for you anywhere. We'll set up the property management. We'll do all of those things for you. And that's fine. I'm not taking away from people who want to do that. I think that's perfectly fine, but you should still have the knowledge So that if something does happen, you know how to interact with that property manager, the person who's managing your property, you know when they come to you with a recommendation, you can stress test their recommendation, because if you have no idea what to ask, then you're just telling them okay, and you don't know what's going on. So I think, no matter what avenue you want to go into really. Get in there, do the research, educate yourself so that you know what you're doing and you're not just relying on that person to tell you. I do believe in going to experts, but I do believe in, I still know that if they tell me something that doesn't seem right, I know it's not right. So I will say that.
0: Yes, knowledge is power. And the one thing I will add on to that is, yes, you can work in your business, but once you work in your business, start working on your business. Meaning when you work on your business, that's whenever you are diversifying, you're outsourcing because you already gain the knowledge from different areas of your your business, like from the accounting, the legal aspect, the um, procurement aspect which is part of legal, you know who your vendors are, you know what your vendors need, then you know how to outsource and all of those things. So you kind of go around the different pockets in your business. So that way, whenever you outsource and transition to that, you can hold yourself accountable by making sure that someone is not screwing you over or they're not giving you the short end of the stick. So you have to be, I always like to say what my dad used to say, be um wise as a serpent, but harmless as the dove.
1: Mmm. <laughs> mm. And that's that's so it's so true. And I know you've probably seen it in your industry. And I think there's there's so much um value that you get out of it. So I took the time, I started, I started from the bottom, <laughs> I started from the bottom, I started from the bottom, and I was able to, then I looked around, and I said, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, I'm moving up, and I, I crossed over, because I, there's so many people out there, they're, when they meet me, they're like, they're in multifamily, how did you get to commercial, because it's like such this, you know, especially for a Black woman, you know, I'm going to say young black woman, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know, it's, they always, it's like this mystifying process. Right. So, but all of that, me taking the time to go from that ground up and to learn each step and learn each section of both of those businesses, multifamily and commercial. Now I've flipped that into, now I can teach other people How to do that now I can show you and kind of walk you through the process step by step, because I've done it. I've been there. So I think there's so much value in that. So don't skip that step. It's a it's an important step and be proud of yourself that you're there.
0: Absolutely. And I love to hear when people start from the bottom and they make it up to the top because it shows the grit. It shows the resilience, but also consistency and persistency is key. Because Rome wasn't built overnight and it wasn't built in a day. So don't always think that I'm going to jump into this space and go up the up the ladder because you're missing the foundational steps. And those foundational steps is what's going to keep you sustainable whenever you are building and scaling up. And never feel like you can't learn something new because if you're not learning, then you're not growing. And if you want to be with the 1%, you need to surround yourself with the 1%. Where do they hang out? What type of questions are they asking? Who are their mentors, whether they're formal or informal? And what what continuing education classes are you taking? There's Google University, but there's other things like the Harvard um, Management Mentor System. There's different real estate um, seminars and all of those things. And you have to be hungry and diligent in your field and never discount or discredit someone else because they're doing what you want to do. Instead, look for a way to collaborate with that person to really create those synergies and build together.
1: I totally agree. And investing, you mentioned it, invest in yourself. If your company doesn't want to pay for you to, I remember my first, like my first real estate conference, my company didn't pay for the conference. I remember Going to my dad, like, Dad, can you help me? And I was able to put some of my money together and I was there because I got a scholarship, but I had to pay for a certain portion of it. The same way I could pay to go out and party on the weekend at that time. <laughs> but the same way I could do that, the same way I could invest and take classes. My company, my CPM, the CPM designation cost about $10,000. At that time, it was about $10,000. I had no company support to do that. I was able to get scholarships and then pay the the remainder. So invest in yourself. I'm su- I'm the person like I tried. If there's a course or something I want to do, I do it. I do it. I constantly educate myself. People who have been in this industry for 30, 40, 50 years, they always learn something new. So don't shut yourself off because that's when you, you know, you stagnate your growth, right? Don't shut yourself off from, you um, continuing to learn and just continuing to just be humble about it right even if you think you know sometimes I think I know something and I'm like oh yeah well that's the and I may listen to you Genesis and you may tell me a different process to go to to get that end result and if I think I know and I'm just I shut myself off from that then I really don't I lose so I think that's important
0: Absolutely. And as we wind down, Shira, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. I want to give them a challenge that will cause them to go out and learn something new, something that will inspire them to look for ways to build their generational wealth, because you can still have your full-time nine-to-five job and build your business on the side. And once you make enough, you could transition over to that, but always look for ways to have that residual income coming in because we've all seen it from the pandemic. These jobs are not loyal and you don't want to be in a predicament where you don't have enough to take care of your family.
1: Yes. And I would like to say before I give you my call to action, I recently, I left my job March 25th. That was my last day. It officially in corporate right now. I'm working on my own thing right now. Um, So I definitely I I stand by that, always have something. And if I wasn't in the position that I was in, that I was building something on the side and had these other things, I would have been in a whole totally different situation. So I stand by what you said. But my call to action is going to be lean in, trust yourself and show yourself grace through the process trust yourself so you look out here and you see this person doing this thing and you're like admiring them and oh my goodness right you can do that too trust that you can do that too go back look at your track record look and say hey you know what i had to do this for myself i said shari you know what you haven't let yourself down maybe you've been down for a moment but you didn't let yourself down you got back up you kept going So trust yourself and don't beat yourself up. That's the show yourself grace. If if, if you don't get it right, that's okay. You weren't born knowing this. You're learning. That's okay. Um, I would, you know, get into that negative self-talk. Can I do this? I don't know. Well, you don't know. So try, right? Trust yourself. Don't look for always external praise and external recognition. Know that you have it within you. And if there's something that you want to do, Make sure that you set out to do it. Ask for help when you need it, of course, but you can do it. Trust yourself.
0: Absolutely. And the one of the song lyrics says, if you don't succeed, dust yourself off again and try again. So right. let that minister to you along with having grace and mercy for yourself and knowing that even though it did not work out the first time does not mean you're not going to get there. The other side of, you know, taking that leap of faith is success. So just keep on going. And as Mikey says, just do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So Shira, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media?
1: I am primarily on Instagram, and I'm, I'm just building up my Instagram, just revving along, just, you know, chucking along. I don't have that big following yet, but I'm so thankful and grateful for the people who are following me. <clears throat> so it's REICHICS, so R-E-I-C-H-I-C-S. So that's my Instagram, com. That's my website. And you can contact me there. My email is on there. You can... Yeah, and I will, you know, I, I will respond. And yes, definitely reach out to me. I love to connect with people. I love to just, if you have a question, I'm, I'm open to answer your question. So I love to connect.
0: And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Shira Ali. It definitely a subject matter expert, me in the property management space. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. So definitely tap in with her, see some of the things that she's doing with REI Shicks. Um, go check out her Instagram, give her a like and follow a comment and just really engage because that's how we're building community. And then head on over make sure you subscribe and share. 40 plus platforms and we are all yeah I hear. You. and so for those of you who want to see the video components you can head on over to youtube for all things video content and type in at gems with the genesis amaris kent and lastly but not least i want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the mission of gems podcast where we are here to educate inspire, and motivate while we connect and intersect the dots for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us making this world a better place by coming together. And we are actually looking for brand sponsors. You can find out more information by going to GenesisAmarisKemp.net, clicking on the podcast tab, and you will see that we are currently ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go learn something new about the property management space because it could be calling you.